there and welcome back to Spilling the Paint Water. My name is Chloe Rose, but I go by Chloe Rose Art on YouTube, or you can also find me as Art of Chloe Rose on Instagram and Twitter. So if you do enjoy this content and this podcast, please feel free to check out my channel, my Instagram, my Twitter, and subscribe for more artsy content. Now today I'm joined with my lovely friend Ray, who goes by Super Ray Dizzle on YouTube, or if you want to find her on other social media, just look up Ray underscore Dizzle underscore and you will find her there. Now Ray is an incredibly talented YouTuber artist with over 1.5 million subscribers and a huge passion for content creation, testing art supplies, art conspiracies and so much more. It's been so wonderful to watch Ray's audience grow over the last few years and her confidence alongside that. It shines through in every single video that she uploads as she's such a hard worker and someone that's always there for a good pep talk whenever YouTube gets us down. We've been friends now for around four years and I'm just really excited to speak with her today so I hope that you enjoy the episode. So I am here today with my wonderful friend, Ray. How you doing, Ray? Hey, it's good to be here. Hi, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Chloe? I am, I am doing. <laughs> How have you been this year? Um, I've been doing okay. It's been like, I'm sure for everybody, you know, just constant ups and downs and um, spending a lot of time at home, which I mean, it has its good parts and its bad parts. Like last year I spent... Yeah a lot of time traveling away from home but now that I'm here <laughs> I kind of like uh, miss the traveling you know I miss going out yeah. miss even just like going out and people watching with my friends or like eating out at a restaurant or going to Starbucks and like typing on my computer I miss like the very basic things but you know I feel like we're lucky enough to have our job to be able to stay at home mm -hmm. and you know uh, I think it's good that we're we're able to uh, help out the people who are putting themselves out there uh, like the medical workers and whatnot so honestly like even though it kind of sucks it actually doesn't suck it's pretty awesome I feel yeah there's definitely pros and cons it's like I'm like yourself I'm introverted I like being at home I just, I just miss the option of going and doing things and it's just so extreme as well. I'm not even like going out for food shopping and I'm kind of going like, getting to a point. Yeah, going stir like, crazy. Super... Yeah, we like saw each other just before like lockdown. It was end of February, right? Play this live and it was such a fun time and then everything just went downhill from there. It's horrible. Yeah, I agree. And it was kind of funny. Well, not funny, but it was kind of ironic because... Uh, because right whenever we went to Playlist Live, my mom had sent me a text and said, well, you should be worried because of that virus that's going around, you know? And I said, oh, mom, don't worry about that. There's only like five people, like nothing's gonna, you know, nothing's gonna happen. And then, yeah, as soon as I got back, haven't left the house since. It's been rough, so. It's nice to be able to talk to you for the first time since then. <laughs> I know, same. I'm like human interaction. I feel like whenever I go to the grocery stores now, I'm like, because I always wear my mask, you know, so I feel like I, I don't need to smile at anybody anymore or like make human eye contacts. I'm just kind of like, doop, boop, boop. I feel like completely forgot how to talk to people. I can be people. ignorant. Woohoo! <laughs> or if I want to scowl at somebody, I'm like, you know, they won't tell because I have like half my face yeah. covered. <laughs> exactly. It's really nice. And, you know, like you say, we're so fortunate to at least have our jobs and in like be the entertainment side of things we're very lucky because even like the entertainment industry with movies and stuff they can't even work with that stuff so you know we're very lucky in many ways but you know it's been it's been tough but <laughs> we're holding on we're doing I'm, our best yeah. the other day i was at the grocery store and this lady literally pulled down her mask at the cash register pulled it down sneezed and then put it back and i was like mm -mm. <laughs> i was i didn't what? say anything because i didn't want to cause oh, like a scene no. but i was like lady what is wrong with you that is, oh, that is awful. We saw someone the other day, because every week we just go for a drive around. We don't get out of the car. We just drive around. There was a guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> there was a guy. He was sat down, sleeping, 
with his mask over his eyes. eyes. (laughs) Multitasking. Um, For everyone watching and listening, if for some reason you don't know of Ray, Ray and I have known each other for, is it like three years now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's been, you were like one of my first art friends and it was just so nice to, I remember you reached out to me on Instagram and I can't remember what the message said now, but it was such a long time ago and we just kind of hit it off right away. And, um, yeah, it was, um, I had stayed up all night. That's the story of how I met you is I stayed up all night long and I was kind of like worried because I was like, man, I don't know anybody else in the art community. I'm not talking to anybody else. And there was, well, there was this one weirdo named uh, Xavier Arts who was like, he and I are really good friends, by the way. But anyway, besides him, I wasn't really like, he had just commented on like my stuff, but I hadn't really been friends with anybody, so I had stayed up all night worrying. I was like, man, I don't know, I don't know. So I just was like, because I was nervous to to reach out. So I was like, you and Robin, uh, at the time it was uh, Clark, or Klontz, I think, at the time. But now it's uh, Robin Seelark for anybody who's listening. And uh, so, yeah, I sent the message. I was all nervous, like, hi, Chloe Rose Art, my name is Ray, (laughs) you know, all (laughs) awkward and weird. And uh, yeah, lo and behold, you started messaging me. We have like such similar personalities. We clicked right off the bat. And ever since then, we've been really close. Mm-hmm. It's been awesome. We've seen, how many times have we seen each other now? It's got to be like at least five, right? Playlist yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which is really good for... Cute. Yeah, right? It's been so many times. It's great. <laughs> oh man, I was so nervous um, the first time I met you because I was like, oh man, I hope... Because I was, I'm obviously I'm a fan. So I was like, oh, I hope she likes me. You know, here she is, Chloe Rose. <laughs> I was so excited too and nervous because, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, she's such a big YouTuber. Oh my gosh, this is just, you know, just that excitement. And then seeing you at the airport and it was like so exciting. Um, And um, sorry, not to interrupt, but I do want to apologize. Sorry, I do want to apologize for uh, in in advance for anybody who's listening. If we seem to be talking over uh, over each other, it's because we're very excited to be talking to each other. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we've not talked to each other like this for like six months or seven months, seven months. Wait, seven months? Is it something like I think that? So for seven months, February, um, right, or um, January? Mm-hmm. Yep, it's been a long time. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're also, we're excited, and also there is a very very slight delay as well. So that always kind of we're not talking over each other. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it always makes me laugh whenever we're on Twitter or something. We make jokes at each other, and people are like, "Have they fallen out? Are they still friends? What's going <laughs> the on?" And we're like, "The <laughs> drama. Are you Team Ray or Team Chloe?" <laughs> this is our humor we get it (laughs) no we're really lucky to be in the art community because everybody's so nice and kind and Mm -hmm. generally everybody gets along i feel Mm -hmm. i feel like we have one of the best communities on youtube absolutely absolutely yeah we all um i don't know it's just such a nice community i think it's just in general it's always been very drama free you know it's always been just a nice place to be and everyone's always very welcoming everyone i feel is very encouraging to other people and I think it's because we are artists we do or creatives you know DIYers we all know the time and effort that goes into making that kind of content it's just hours and hours and hours outside of the video to learn to do this stuff you know I mean same as like makeup gurus I guess learning about makeup and stuff but it's it's a, can be very lonely because you do spend so many hours um just learning you know, you spend so many hours doing it and it's just nice when you find that community because I myself didn't really have, I think I knew Miranda and I think Momo, I knew her, 
But other than those two, I think you were like one of the very, very first that I knew. And it was from there that we really started having that like little group community of people. And from there, we got to know more people. Um, but, you know, I don't want this podcast to be me talking all the time. <laughs> oh, no, it's no. I was about to ask. Uh, so growing up, you didn't have any friends who were also interested in the art or anything like that? No, I mean, I went to school till I was about nine years old. We moved to the US and essentially I went from being like the top of my class in the UK to then the bottom of the class when I moved over here because everything was taught differently. I was in, I was with kids like a year or two older than me and I just kind of lost my kind of excitement for school and anything that I enjoyed about it. I just lost all interest. So I like begged my mum to homeschool me. Um, So with that came so many amazing opportunities, but obviously you're not in, you know, around other kids your age to know people. And I also moved quite a bit. So I didn't have any like local friends. I had my best friend um, who lives states away. I've never lived anywhere near her, but um, I always had her online. I've always had like online friends, but never close proximity. The only friend I really did have was when I went to school initially. And she actually went to art school um, when she was a little bit older yeah but when I knew her she actually wasn't really into art at all and I myself wasn't really serious about it either but um I was just always like craftsy but yeah never really really had that until YouTube it was the first time in my life that I was like wow I found a community of people and friends it's the first time in my life I've got like a a genuine lovely group of like girlfriends like just they're supportive and just you know the community of youtube is just amazing and funny community yeah yeah Yeah, definitely yeah i um well i went to school for art and uh i don't know i was kind of i don't know i guess i was like a lot more shy than what i currently am and i'm still shy like don't get me wrong um i might even be a little shy right now but uh yeah i a lot of the people in my uh college i i wish i that's like my one regret is i wish i would have spent more time uh getting to know them but I was so busy working all the time and with my other friends, you know. Uh, so yeah, I have to agree, like, even though I did have a few art friends, it wasn't until I also got on the internet and I started meeting other people, you know. So even though I had a few, it's it's nice to have, like, a whole giant plethora now, you know. It is so nice. Oh, I, I love the community of YouTube. Like, it's something that I really just, I don't know, I just really yeah, enjoy so that side of it. Yeah, it's wonderful. And, you know, you meet so many people like Hannah, my friend Hannah. I met her because she commented on one of my videos. I think she had like less than 100 subscribers at the time. She was just starting her channel. And, you know, now we're very good friends. Um, And I met Hannah through you. So it's like... Yeah, exactly. It's just like a domino effect of meeting people. And I think that's something that is, you know, one of... There's many negatives to YouTube, but one of the biggest like positives is the fact that you can meet so many wonderful people through it. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And plus, it's cool because since we are all artists, we all have uh, like a general sense of creativity to us. So we're all just like constantly building off each other, if that makes sense. Exactly. And a lot of people say that like online friendships aren't like real friendships. But honestly, I feel in a way that having friendships that start online you actually find friends that you become closer with because you start off by not having any expectations. You just randomly meet um, and then you find out you have common ground, common interests, and then you're choosing to have a friendship with that person. Um, you know, you can't go and do things with them. You have a common interest and then you get to know them really well because it's just all online. So then when you meet, it's, you know, it's even better. So um, with you, I was so, yeah, glad definitely. That, so glad. I knew you so well before we even physically met last year, you know? 
Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I agree one hundred percent. And like I said earlier, uh, we had such similar personalities. It was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. you know, <laughs> both weirdos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, man, for the people who don't know, whenever Chloe and I get together, we're, like, screaming off the top of our heads, going crazy, (laughs) laughing hysterically. It's something. So, yeah, this podcast that you're listening to right now, this is, like, the toned-down version of it all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're just, we're playing it down. (laughs) We always have crazy stuff happen to us every time we meet as well. Oh, my God, I know. Weird stuff. Weird stuff that we just, like, poignant moments. Like stuff that never happens because when I'm by myself, nothing weird ever happens, and I'm I feel like probably the same for you. When you're alone, nothing weird ever happens. But something about the universe when we get together, just like the strangest <laughs> things happen. And I don't know if we'll well, I'm sure throughout this podcast we'll talk about some yeah. of the weird stories. Something about us together. <laughs> Later on in the podcast, feel free to listen in for Churro Man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes, we'll, we have so we'll, many stories. Definitely yeah, need We'll tell those later because they're really fun. Um, but something I really want to talk to you about was we are so similar and we do similar things now, but we both come from very different backgrounds with, you know, where we came from in regards to obviously where we grew up, but also in regards to um, just where we learn about art or how we learn about art, you know, and I'd, I'd really love to like pick your brain a little bit about you know because yeah definitely you went to like art school but it wasn't art school you said it was to learn about galleries was it so basically I had always have had interest in art um when I was little some of the best memories that I've ever had were uh going with my dad after school to uh the local uh museums that we had and just when I, I remember from a young young age just being like amazed by like grand paintings and realism and oil paintings and just like I I remember like every time my dad because he unfortunately had gotten laid off for a time but it was a blessing in disguise because every day he was able to pick me up and he'd be like hey do you want to go to the park do you want to go home what do you want to do you know try to uh, keep me active while you know whatever but yeah so I'd always say dad let's go to the museum let's go to the museums and lucky uh, luckily enough for my museum they would always switch out the uh, shows that they had and so yeah every time we would go and spend hours and hours and hours until they closed and so yeah I've always had a huge 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 interest in art my parents always uh, supported me being involved with the arts they always uh, yeah from a young age I mean obviously they couldn't afford well, we didn't grow up with the most money around, so, but they did their best, and they were always, like, uh, giving me, like, art supplies, and encouraging me, and, you know, just doing what they can, and probably for, to keep me out of their hair, honestly. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, but, um, yeah, so from a young age, always was interested in artwork. Now, growing up as a teenager, um, I, I, I wouldn't say I took art seriously. In my friend group, I definitely was not known as the artist for a while, But something about when I was 16 and I was uh, starting to come of age, that's when I really was like, well, I'm going to have to get a real job soon. But yeah, that's when I first started getting that idea of, well, maybe I could do something, a a career involving this. So I started taking it more seriously. I enrolled, literally, throughout middle school, I never took any art classes or anything, but... My junior year of high school, I was like, I'm going to take an art class, you know, screw it. I'm, I want to. Yeah. And yeah. I started taking it seriously, drawing compulsively, just drawing, drawing, drawing all the time. And I would say very, in a very short amount of time, I was uh, known as like the drawing girl, you know, I was always drawing, <laughs> always, um, 
I was one of those kids that instead of like doing the math homework and paying attention, I would just be drawing on the on the worksheet, you know. And, uh, yeah, just from there, I started getting better and better and, like, practicing and, like, determined, you know. And uh, and so, yeah, I, again, my school wasn't the most uh, rich, I guess you can say, so we had to make do with what we had. And uh, from there, I learned a lot of what I do now on my channel, which is, like, cheap art hacks, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. kind of things, like, make do with what you have. And, um, yeah, so from there, I decided... Once I graduated high school, I came to, like, a really hard uh, decision. It was either go into, like, business or something serious, like accounting. Can you imagine me as an accountant, first no. of all? <laughs> no. No way. And so I and so I did, actually, whenever I rolled into uh, – I actually went to community college first to get my, my basics down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I did one year of business school, and it was awful. I hated it with every fiber of my soul. And because I wanted to play it safe, because I was like, man, like, if I get this uh, degree in art, I don't know if I'll be able to make a career out of it. I don't know if I'll be able to do anything with it or make any money. And so, yeah, after that one year, I was like, I cannot do this. I, I would rather live my life not successful with, like, no money painting, doing artwork, than spending the rest of my life in a career that I hate. I'm just that kind of person, you know, I very much am a go big or go home kind of person. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the second year of college, I transferred out of my community college to Eastern New Mexico University, and I enrolled in their fine art program. <clears throat> and yeah, it was like, it was amazing. It was fun. I had a great time. And I, I, I really was, like I said, I was too busy with, um, working a lot so I wish that's my one regret is I or I guess my second regret is not spending enough time with like my fellow art majors and uh not spending more time uh honing the craft of art I guess you can say yeah. Yeah. but uh towards the end I really started taking it seriously I really started looking into the uh, marketing of artwork which um Actually, my ENMU, they offered a class on marketing uh, your artwork. Mm -hmm. And I actually took it two times because I really was like, I have to make this work. Like, I have no choice. I'm already too far in. I've already paid the school a lot of money. Like, I have no choice but to be an artist, you know. That's awesome. Uh, thank you. And so, yeah, I was working two jobs. I was busting it out. I was on Instagram. And so, um, yeah, I was just trying to like plug in every avenue to get my artwork out there. And uh, my main one was Instagram. I was like, I'm going to grow this Instagram and people hopefully are going to see my artwork, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, just one day I was like, I had always done YouTube, always, ever since I was like 16 or something like that. I've always done little stupid videos, you know, like, hey guys, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I was like uh, trying to grow my Instagram and I was trying to like spread, I guess, like my tutorials and things like that. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I did little tutorials on Instagram whenever I first started off because that was something that was pretty new to the platform at the time was mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. doing little, you know, art tutorials yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, I'll, I have a laptop, I have a computer, I'll do my first YouTube video. And maybe my goal was 500 people. I was like, maybe 500 people will see this video and I'll, maybe 10 of them will come to my Instagram and maybe I'll get 300 yeah. followers on Instagram, you know, I'm going to work hard, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> And so, yeah, I uploaded my very first art YouTube tutorial, uh, The Do's and Don'ts of Drawing Eyes. This was, I want to say 2016. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, my college dorm, I rigged up to, I got, I unscrewed uh, this broom. Cause you know, broomsticks, you, they have like the yeah. things that you I got two of yeah. those. I taped it to a chair. I my, this little Ikea broken little table thing. I like put it underneath it and I rigged up with my camera, oh. my laptop. And I was like, I'm going to do it. So I recorded this eight minute video. <laughs> it's looking back now, the quality, oh my God. And I uploaded it. And lo and behold, few years, well, not years, but a few months later, it ended up getting over a million views. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, from there, I just started working and working and working. And um, eventually it became my full-time job. So That is so cool. You've done so well for yourself. You must wow. like- Thanks, really, so have like, you. So really, thank you. You must have, like, take a step back sometimes and think, wow, I really wanted 500 followers and here I am, 1.5 million now, you know? That's just amazing good for you yeah it's insane yeah it's good same for you good like it's crazy like that people i feel honored honestly that anybody watches my videos let alone you know a million people have liked me enough to click the subscribe button oh well i love your videos you know that i've loved them ever since well i think i knew of you before you messaged me but i just obviously when i became friends with you i was just like so invested in your content and i just love every time i get a notification i'm just like gotta watch the video <laughs> Same, same. Like whenever I first, I remember the first video I saw of yours, it was your uh, art hack video where you're wearing the beret and you're like doing that little pose in the thumbnail. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I think it was your very first art hack video. And uh, yeah, I, I was like, who's this girl? I'm gonna, you know. So yeah, it's, I'm, yeah, it all worked out. <laughs> I really hope that you're enjoying this episode so far. I wanted to let you know that this episode is being kindly brought to you by a small business called Bloom. Now Bloom make these gorgeous handcrafted, hand poured soy candles, wax melts and reed diffusers. I just received a package from them the other day and I can honestly say their candles are heavenly. They are far healthier for you than traditional candles because they use industry clean fragrance oils, so no carcinogens or toxins that you will find from other brands. They're also incredibly eco-friendly. Starting on the 1st of January 2021, they will be planting a tree for every candle that they sell. These candles are also insanely cute and they look amazing and very aesthetically pleasing. So if you'd like to check out their huge array of products, including their new holiday scents, which they're just releasing now, you can get free shipping with over $75 with the coupon code PAINTWATER1. And you can get a free wax melter with the coupon code PAINTWATER2 and both coupons can be combined. So check out Bloom Candles at bloom-candles.com slash spilling the paint water. And thank you so much to Bloom for sponsoring this episode today. Earlier on, you were telling me that, and I'm trying to get the text up. Um, you said you studied fine art and how to become a gallery artist. Um you studied to become a more traditional artist where you promote to galleries, art history, get yourself published, etc. Um, as opposed to learning a lot of the techniques. Uh, so basically with my school, mm -hmm. uh, it was, I have a bachelor's of fine art or wait. Yeah. Bachelor's of art with an emphasis, with an emphasis of visual arts. Right. So right. a BFA with a, yeah. Okay. And so anyway, basically what, the school was really trying to get you to was more or less a traditional form of being an artist. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So selling your paintings, uh, making your own artwork. I mean, not your own artwork. I mean, of course, making your own artwork, yeah. but <laughs> making your own canvases and how to market yourself. And uh, remember earlier how I had mentioned that I took uh, two of the same uh, art marketing classes. Yeah, mm -hmm. they really, mm -hmm. my school, their curriculum really focused on how to promote yourself to be a gallery-based artist. Right. So right. yeah, I definitely say that, um, yeah, so I was taught to be more or less like a, in that world. Like that's what my school was prepping me for was mm -hmm. that gallery-based world. 
Um, but I, I knew from a, from a while that I, I don't know. I just felt like it was too, uh, competitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was kind of like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be a gallery artist right off the bat that I don't know if it's going to be that good paying. There's going to be so many people like, what is my edge? What is something that I can do easily? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was another uh, reason why I started doing uh, social media uh, before I graduated is because I, I knew in my heart that I wasn't going to take it in a gallery direction, mm-hmm. which they were mm-hmm. teaching me. I knew that I was going to take it in a, or try to at the time, take it in a social media direction, which was, mm-hmm. um, let's see, 2016. It wasn't fairly new, but I mean, our job, YouTube, you know, that's fairly new. Um, and my school, I don't even know if they touched, I don't think they even touched on social media at all. Mm -hmm. We focused on Mm -hmm. like building websites and how to get yourself published, uh, your artwork and, you know, things like that. And so, yeah, um, but what I did learn a lot of was the marketing techniques for being a gallery artist, Mm -hmm. how to convert Mm -hmm. that into social media marketing. And, uh, I learned a lot of good things. Like, uh, I learned a lot of good things like, um, uh, how to like build your own website and how to use Photoshop for the first time because I had never used it before. Uh, how to use other Adobe uh, programs and things like that, and how to how to talk in front of an audience and how to uh, you know do things like that regarding uh, marketing yourself towards artwork. So yeah, even though I didn't technically do what the school was trying to prep me for, I took that and used it to my advantage. That's amazing. Oh, sorry not to interrupt, but no, the last yeah. thing I got to say is that. So yeah, even though you can uh, do art, even though you can do art without a degree, I highly recommend, you know, going to art school, I mean, or school for art, you know, it's really, it really helped me a lot. Yeah, well, that, that's actually awesome to hear because um, I obviously I didn't go to art school and I feel in some ways, um, I wish I had in regards to, I feel there's a lot more that I would know about because um, I went to something so totally different to, you know, what I ended up going into that I think, you know, I was initially wanting to go into something like graphic design, um, but I knew that where I was looking at going, the programs were so expensive. I think it was like 60 grand. And I know for some people, that's not nothing compared to what, you know, I know someone that's going to school, it's like 200 grand for him. Um, uh, but, golly. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, but I mean, he's going to like medical school, so I get it. But you know, two hundred, you know, two hundred grand for that, so sixty grand's not nothing in comparison. That's like, so much money, and I was like looking at the jobs in the area that I lived at the time. And I was like, there really is not much. There's so much competition, and I don't know. So I went to something totally different. I hated it. It wasn't creative whatsoever. But I still kind of wish, to an extent, I had gone to at least graphic design, graphic design school. Just you know, studied graphic design because I think maybe thumbnail wise that would have benefited me a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's good what you went through, what I went through, because I think, you know, in the, at the end of the day, it all kind of molds you into where you are, you know, had I, had I not studied what I studied, the timeline would have probably been different if I had gotten into something creative. And the only reason I was doing YouTube in the first place was because I was so lacking in creativity because I hated so much what I was doing. It was all like, um, analytical thinking versus critical, uh, not critical, creative thinking. Um, that I craved it and then I got that through YouTube and that's where I you know got that from whereas for you you studied you know art related stuff but you did a 360 instead of going towards the traditional route you went to the social media route which I think is really awesome because you were looking for something different you know I think just think that's really really cool really really cool 
Yeah, definitely. And another thing to consider is that, you know, I live in New Mexico. It's a pretty vastly empty, not Mm -hmm. creative, Mm -hmm. big area. I mean, some parts like Santa Fe is a very creative area, Mm -hmm. but in general, there's not a huge um, art community in the area that I live. And so, yeah, that's that was another thing that led me to social media was just trying to find uh, people who are like me, who didn't do just like, uh, I guess, a traditional artwork, but like more or less like a, a newer, like uh, not just like like old school gallery kind of work, but like a new fresh take on things and somebody yeah. my age yeah. and, um, you know, things like that. So that's uh, another reason why I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to meet people online, you know, yeah. meet people more yeah. like myself rather than try to fit into uh, the current community of, you know, gallery artists, because I just, I want to try something else, you know, something more me. (laughs) Do you, um, when you were in art school, a lot of the stuff that you obviously, you're so good at, you obviously spent so many hours outside of art school learning what you know. Um, Do you think that it's important for people to because obviously, again, I didn't go to art school, so I'm, I'm curious because I can only compare it to me. Computer science, to get any good at programming, you really have to do so much outside of school. So many hours and hours and hours and hours. And obviously art's, you know, very much the same. But do you feel that you learnt more techniques and more um, stuff during your own time outside of school versus what you learnt in school? Um, I would say that there's pros and cons to both. Mm-hmm. Uh, during art school or when you're in like school working with other artists it's kind of magical in the sense that you're working off other people's ideas like we would all sit around and talk about like our concepts in the paintings that we were going to create and we would it was so nice i i think about it all the time with my youtube like i wish that i had this like community of people that i could just like sit and talk about the concepts of art and they could tell me yes it is a good idea or i think this would look better or you know i miss that critique so much of not like well I guess with the completed piece but like the before like whenever you're getting the idea to make the conceptual artwork I miss that so much um so yeah so yeah that in that sense I really do miss it Mm -hmm. but um it was really nice because on my own time obviously with like assignments and things like that they had a very specific thing of what they wanted you to create Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. different styles and things like that and so on my own time I could create literally whatever I wanted however I wanted whatever size I wanted and so yeah it was nice to be able to develop my own I guess individual style Mm -hmm. outside of doing homework (laughs) Uh, so I guess it's like a give or take like it's good and bad in some ways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) That was a really good answer, actually. <laughs> um, I'm curious, actually, how your work has changed since, say, being in school versus now doing it for YouTube. Do you, do you kind of, subject-wise, material-wise, do you think YouTube has moulded your art to be totally different to what oh, it used to be? one billion percent. <laughs> now, earlier when I had mentioned the before and after mm-hmm. critique, mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I am so beyond lucky to have an audience who tells me what they do like or what they don't like. Mm -hmm. And from that, Mm -hmm. I can process the information of, is is this a good critique? Or, you know what I mean? 
And so, yeah, I'm really lucky in the sense that literally millions of people are seeing my artwork, voicing their opinion and mm -hmm. saying, well, this could be better or this, I like this, and, mm -hmm. or you could have applied this uh, like color theory or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, because I have so much critique um, coming at me, both good, bad, hurtful, nice, you know, um, it's nice to be able to get so many different opinions on my artwork and how mm -hmm. I can improve it. So 100%, I can say that YouTube being on the internet in general has helped me so incredibly much yeah. progress yeah. my artwork forward. Uh, whenever I first started YouTube, whenever I first graduated college, I was stuck very much on like very basic realism. I was scared to step out of my comfort zone. I was scared of trying new things. And so yeah, it was nice. It's been nice to be able to uh, like uh, try out bunches of different uh, types of art supplies, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. try out gua something like gouache. I would have never tried out gouache if it wasn't for yeah. a video. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now I, now I'm not afraid to step out of my comfort zone. I'm not afraid to make something that's not realistic, something that's, uh, I'm not afraid to make something like quote unquote bad. Um, I'm not afraid to try new things. I'm not afraid to try new art supplies. I'm not, uh, yeah, it, it's just been incredible. Uh, do you feel that it's oh, changed mm. yours as well? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so my artwork has definitely changed because I always did digital art. I started really getting into it, um, art in general, from digital art. I used to play a game. It was called Small Worlds. And I used to um, just paint on the canvases. They had like a thousand strokes. So a lot of the time you, I used my little laptop touch pad. I couldn't lift the finger <laughs> up very often because, you know, you were limited. And then I'd like sell it for the gold in the game. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And I would see like amazing artists on there that were obviously professional artists. And I was like, I want to be as like much better I wanna, I'm not gonna be as good as them but I want to be you know nearly as good as them you know and it kept pushing me to get better um and then I started YouTube and I started off with hair tutorials and I started making silly kind of video skits about being a nerd and liking Doctor Who and stuff um mm -hmm. and then obviously it was just you know it was only so far I could go with that type of stuff so yeah I then got into art because um, I was inspired by the likes of Jamie Joe, and mm -hmm. I was like I did a couple of digital paint, well, probably about four digital paintings on my channel. And I noticed that in the art community, no one really, those types of videos didn't perform that well. They weren't very popular at the time, just speed paints of a screen, you know, mm -hmm. um, with, with just music that kind of was starting to phase out. And I was, you know, I was enjoying it and people, you know, were seeing the content, but I thought, you know, I got to do something a bit better. I've got to inject myself into this somehow. Um, yeah, definitely. So I kind of taught myself to use acrylic paints and I taught myself to do traditional artwork whilst mm -hmm. making my videos. So basically people, if they go right back to the start of my, my channel, will basically see my progression of me teaching myself traditional art because all I had experience in was digital painting and my acrylic painting was so bad. Like, wow. I don't think I ever really showed that on YouTube because I yeah. before starting YouTube did like one acrylic painting and it was it was honestly like a five year old had done it. It was so bad <laughs> that I just never tried it again until I started YouTube and probably was it two thousand sixteen I maybe started acrylic painting again. So for me it's only been about four years I've been traditional you know, as a traditional artist mm -hmm. versus like, you know, about ten more than ten years I think now since I started the digital painting. Um mm -hmm. And I always said that digital painting was my overall 100% favorite um, medium to use. Mm -hmm. But the issue was I couldn't keep, you know, keep doing that. 
and I went into acrylic painting and now I definitely feel that acrylic painting is probably my favorite medium to use. I used oils once. You're like the queen, the queen of oil painting. I used you're the queen once. of acrylic. <laughs> I don't know about that, but thank you. Um, but yeah, I did one painting with oils and I'm just like so put off now because it just like, I was, I over blended. It just, everything smeared into each other. It was just like a blob. <laughs> and I'm sure that's something a lot of people do when they start acrylic painting, but it just, I'm just like, puts me off. <laughs> Yeah, oil paint is definitely a learning curve because there's so much to it. You have to work on like thinning, the like just the thinning so alone and knowing it. how much to do it. And like there's a lot of timing to it and mm-hmm. it is a learning curve. I will definitely say that. But as yeah. much as you struggle with oil paint, I struggle with acrylic paint. I I cannot do it. It just dries like quickly, you know, it and I, it just dries me nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. I love to try my best to blend with acrylics. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, if I was using oils right now, I think this would be so much easier for me. Um, Yeah, I really want to try it again one day. If I do, I'm definitely going to reach out to you. But I remember (laughs) like going back years now, one of your videos, you opened an art box and I think they had like, I forget what it was. It was like loose in there and it was clear and you were Mm -hmm. like upset and saying, this is flammable. It shouldn't be loose in here. And I forget what it was called, but I had no idea what it was. Because I, I genuinely was learning so much about traditional that I didn't even know what it was like a basic art supply that I didn't don't I didn't even know what it was until obviously I did oil painting, but I just yeah. I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Basically it was a yeah, it was an art box that I opened up and uh the glue that had surrounded the paint thinner, which is flammable, it's paint thinner, you know has a lot of fumes to it it had eaten up the glue that surrounded the little protective uh glass casing and so it was like starting to leak everywhere (laughs) and like the uh it was it was starting to eat through the paper too so like the ink had uh like the printed words that said like peel before opening that had started to rub off and yeah i remember exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah i i I feel like there's so much that even now i'm still learning like i think you said something about foreshortening the other day or something the hands (laughs) you're doing and i'm still at the point where because i've just had to like learn things and i'm still learning so much i'm like Mm -hmm. what what's 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 that mean (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh okay that's what that means and when i i see a new word i like i learn so much from you like phrases and terms that you use um I I learn a lot because I'm I don't understand what they mean and then either you explain it or you show it or I then google it and I'm like oh okay I know that now but um yeah yeah, definitely I I try to put a lot of art history and more of like because like I said I I did learn a lot about like the fine arts um and so yeah I I try to apply in that as well as art history Mm -hmm. so yeah I try to apply a lot of that into my videos to give people a little bit more of like a little lesson and things so i appreciate that you said that <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely i love what especially lately i mean you always you've always done it to a degree but lately you always go into kind of the history of certain things and you make it kind of like oh it's a bit of a mystery of things that i didn't know about you know it just makes it a bit more exciting to be like oh i'm learning something new i think that's a really like nice angle to put it at because i tried the more um teaching or like showing thing way for a while um but I kind of went away from that whereas you I feel you come at it from a different perspective where you teach things or you talk about how things work or why things won't work and I think that definitely shows in your like you know your art background and the things that you learn it portrays a lot in your videos which I like a lot yeah I love learning a lot um that sounds such a weird sentence to say. I love learning, comma, a lot. 
Yeah. Right? I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love learning. I love watching educational videos. I mm-hmm. love to, uh, I guess, like get value from whenever I watch a YouTube video. So mm-hmm. I, I like to do that with my artwork. I like to, uh, or not just my artwork, but my, with my videos, I meant. Mm-hmm. I like to do that with my videos. I like to uh, try to explain things as thoroughly, almost as if you're talking to a toddler. That way I can make it as clear as possible for people who might not have ever heard, you know, because I know I'm like that whenever I, I need, whenever I'm trying to learn something, um, mm-hmm. I like it to be explained as clearly as possible, you know. So yeah, I really appreciate yeah. that you said that. Yeah, I know that, um, I mean, I know myself that I do, but you you must as well have a lot of people that are not going into art school but want to be artists and look at YouTubers and art YouTubers to learn the information that they wouldn't be getting because they're not going to art school or um, because they're curious if they want to go to art school, they want to see, you know, have a head start on things. And I think that's really nice as well that people are getting taught so much before, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I like to share things that I am generally just interested in, you know, like mm-hmm. my last video, I uh, I had did a video where I had uh, made these like fashion anime TikTok pants kind of thing. And uh, it's basically just a video drenched of like my personal favorite things. And uh, yeah, I like to put that with my videos, um, things that I'm personally interested in, art history, cheap art hacks, making do with what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to share that knowledge with other people. And I think a lot of people like to are interested in they're on my channel to see uh, me essentially and mm-hmm. uh, I think what I, what gets me excited that will spread on to other people I think they will also be excited about art history and TikTok and anime you know like things that yeah. I, I like oh yeah I love that video by the way that was so fun Aww. yeah I've been really trying to amp, uh, amp up my production quality as of lately oh it is really shows I love the whole like the setup you've got going on is your is your oh, room tour you. like video or process video gonna be going up soon oh see so it's oh my gosh so I had had everything designed in my head I had sketched out on the iPad and I had been documenting everything and then I swear like the universe is just telling me not to make that video because Mm. the couch that I had ordered canceled the backdrop for my main area canceled um it's just so the, the wallpaper it is and i live in a rental so i can't paint on yeah. anything so i ordered this like temporary wallpaper it peels off it ruins the wall uh like the paint on the wall so i'm like some <laughs> so what you're seeing right here it was actually just like a makeshift area right. but now it's kind of like my main set because everything else is like as i'm speaking to you right now the led lights that i have as you can mm-hmm. see it's like pink it's like peeling off the wall and i'm staring oh, at no. it <laughs> I swear the universe is telling me not to make that video, That's but so uh, this little set that we have here, yeah, I definitely feel like it's more me. I definitely feel mm-hmm. like it's more visually interesting. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I was definitely outgrowing my old studio. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm a very creative person. I have to be mm-hmm. on the go, go, go all the time. And especially now with, uh, you know, quarantine, waking up doing the same thing over and over again in the same Mm -hmm. studio over and over again with the same camera equipment just making the same kind of videos it was I was getting bored of it and I feel like my audience was starting to kind of pick up on that Mm -hmm. and uh obviously whenever I'm not happy it's the video the the content is just going to be it's going to be subpar so yeah yeah, now that I have like a refresh on everything it's been so it's it's basically like jolted a lot of creativity back in me that's awesome there is so much to be said for a space that is 
just you feel happy in you know I always said that my room my bedroom is like a sanctuary for me because it's exactly just it's me I'm happy I'm calm when I'm in there um Mm -hmm. I had to do this space up because it it, at the end of the day it was like a walk-in closet and I was struggling (laughs) for space I mean I still struggle with space now but you know, hopefully next year or whenever this stuff's going to be over um, mm-hmm. and I, I can either rent a place or whatever, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. But there's so much to be said for when you do work from home, um, when you do film and you have huge lights and you have to you make, make everything look nice and, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to be happy. You have to be always, like, on top of your game. You can't just, like, hello, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't fake being happy because people know. Um, yeah there's so much to be said for a space that you are happy in um because it is always sometimes it is difficult to if something is going on in your life and it maybe it sounds petty to some people but if something bad is going on in your life it's hard to you know make the kind of content that you seem happy in or you seem you know full of beans you know seem super happy Mm -hmm. so there's a lot to be said for you know the space that you're in yeah, definitely. Uh, do you feel that now you've also gone through a recent revamp of your studio? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling that same like exciting jolt of creativity yes, again? I am um, because I literally I upgraded my lights, so I have like these nice big panel lights now. So they're like this thin, this big yeah. by this thin, versus the huge box lights that I had that I couldn't fit anywhere. I'd have mm-hmm. to get up and I would like oh. squeeze past everything. I'd walk in, I'd oh, look I at know. my clothes and I was like, I don't really want to look at my clothes and when I'm <laughs> sat in here for so many hours filming and then editing. <laughs> yeah. Um so I hid it with a curtain and it's really nice. And that just mm-hmm. feels like more my space and mentally it feels just so much nicer. It's amazing what something like a space refresh can really do for your mentality. It's it's yeah, it's great. Definitely. Yeah, especially since we're, you know, at home probably for the rest of the year and probably early up until next year. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've really have been making, I really have been focusing a lot more on like the aesthetics of my life Mm -hmm. to make me more comfortable in my own home. Yeah. Um, Because like I said, I spent a lot of uh, time traveling last year and Mm -hmm. that was always like my version of getting refreshed is, oh, I'm going to California. Oh, I'm going to Florida or wherever. But Mm -hmm. now that I'm home, just like "Eh, time to, time to make a change. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, so because we kind of broached the topic of um, how, you know, it can mentally affect you having a nice space, um, I'd love to talk to you a bit about how YouTube has affected you mentally over time and how, you know, it feels being a YouTuber and that kind of thing. How much time we got? (laughs) (laughs) About three hours, though. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I can definitely say... Sorry, continue. No, no, just, you know, like (laughs) when you've gotten drained and, you know, it, it... YouTube has been at least last i saw a lot of kids are like oh i want to be a youtuber when i grow up i want to be a youtuber when i grow up um and it's like the most amazingly cool job in the whole world it really is but it does come with its detriments as well um so i definitely love to broach on that with you too (laughs) yeah definitely um man i can definitely say that youtube has the highest highs as well as the lowest of the Mm -hmm. freaking lows you know kind of thing (laughs) Um, yeah, man, it, I don't even know where to begin with this question because yeah, there have been times in the past and I feel like this was directly related with my Mm self-esteem and uh, some other health issues that I was going through where I would tell myself that I'm not good enough, that my content's not good enough. It's, Mm -hmm. there's been times where I just physically can't get out of bed because I'm just like, I'm, I I can be like my own best friend or my own worst enemy, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And that has been a hard lesson to learn over this past year um, where I put so much pressure on myself to like be better, be better. Or I, I lie to myself and say, no one's going to like this. No one's going to watch this video. This is the most mm -hmm. boring video ever. Like you don't deserve to be on the internet, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there has been times where I... God, I can't even, like, I can't even begin to, like, say, like, my anxiety would just beat me down into, like, a pulp yeah. of nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, over this past year, I've been doing actually a lot of work um, to myself to, to, to not just to accept whatever happens, happens, you know? Mm -hmm. To, I, it's, been a, it's been a hard journey to say that whatever content I put out, it's going to be the best it's, it doesn't have to, wait, let me rephrase that. It's been a lot of work to, let me see how I should say this. Over the past year, it's been a lot of work to say that this video doesn't have to be number one mm -hmm. trending on YouTube. All that matters is that I'm doing my best and that I'm enjoying myself. And I'm lucky enough to have an audience that no matter what I put out, they will appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate them, you know, um, and yeah. And just try my best and you know even if a video does flop and i say that in quotations because we are truly beyond lucky to have what oh, we yeah, have without a doubt um even if it does like i said quote quote unquote flop it like it's, below it's fine. average is what you mean yeah because everyone yeah, has their average. averages you know yeah yeah it's okay because mm -hmm. as long as i'm putting out something that i'm happy with that I tried my best, I think the audience yeah. will appreciate that and they'll, uh, they'll appreciate that I, they'll, you know, I, yeah, I guess I, yeah, that's a difficult question to answer. Cause like I said, it's, I've, no, I've gone through great. so much and mm -hmm. how to, I, I've gone through so much with YouTube and how to like concentrate that down into like one simple sentence. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been a lot of work on my self-esteem, taking the pressure off myself to be like mm -hmm. perfect number one YouTuber. Um, it, it takes a lot for me to admit this, but yeah, there's been times where I've compared myself to other people, um, not out of like jealousy, but out of the fear of missing out. Well, mm -hmm. this person's, you know, doing good. I hope that I can do good someday. Mm -hmm. Is this going to be the beginning of the end or mm -hmm. is my camera quality good enough? And yeah, it's just been a lot of working with myself when it comes to YouTube. And I can yeah. truly say that uh, since quarantine, I've spent a lot of time with myself, working with myself. And uh it's been a long road, but this, and I'm still working on it every single day, but, uh, this year has been incredible, especially specific, specifically these past two months have been really incredible mm -hmm. for like my self-esteem and taking the pressure off myself, revamping my content and just being the Ray Dizzle that I and my audience wants me to be, you know, just yeah. myself. <laughs> I know it's whenever we like are having a difficult time with anything, we always like text each other and like boost each other up again. And something I always really like that you've said to me is, you know, there's no Chloe Rose art without Chloe. You know, you've always got to like make sure you put, you know, you've got to enjoy what you do because it makes it so apparent when you don't. And it's very easy not to compare pay yourself to other people. Like, you know, just art in general, you kind of mm -hmm. look at other artists and you kind of compare, you know, oh, their, their art's better than mine. What am I doing wrong? But you also have the YouTube side of things like on top of that, like, what am I doing wrong? And you do, you know, at the end of the it day, is... when you do get a certain amount of views or people saying they like stuff, then it's it feel, it does feel good. It's like, you know, good. I'm yeah, doing definitely. good, I guess. But when... And the fact that our job is social media, so we directly, you know, it's so easy to just open up our phone and mm -hmm. see everybody's 
uh, best parts of their day or life exactly. or whatever and compare it to our everyday work life, mm-hmm. you know? And it's so easy to just constantly refresh the phone, constantly check your numbers, constantly, yep. just constantly, constantly. It's, it's, it, that was a huge thing that I was doing is I was just constantly on my phone, constantly checking the analytics, mm-hmm. specifically whenever um, quarantine started because yeah. I was like, well, there's nothing to do. I'll just get on my phone. Yeah. And yeah, for I can say that this year, the reason I say it's been so monu- monumental is because I, at the beginning of this year, um, well, maybe mid-quarantine, I really went through a really dark time, I guess, mm-hmm. because I was just beating myself up. I was, mm-hmm. this was right before I did the whole entire studio makeover. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that was a huge thing of like fixing, not fixing, but like on the road to fixing my self-esteem and my um my creativity was putting away the phone and not worrying about everything else and not worrying about what this person's doing or how this looks or what yeah. a mean comment said and just taking the pressure off and just relaxing and spending time uh, taking care of myself mentally. That's so important. Yeah. I, I definitely need to have a break from my phone for a bit because it does get to a point where um, it's just that there is nothing else to do in most of my life. Work life and social life is on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, have it's you ever always done there. That- it's easy. Have you ever, sorry not to interrupt, but have you ever done that thing wherever you uh, close Twitter or whatever Uh app and then you immediately open it up? (laughs) Yeah, repeatedly. Yeah, for me it's more like close Twitter, go to Instagram, close Instagram, go to Twitter, close Twitter, Mm -hmm. go to Instagram. Just back and forth between the two. Yeah, and the first thing you hate when you wake up. Hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I dress myself nuts. I don't enjoy it. I do not enjoy Mm -hmm. social media whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I do for like meeting friends and like connecting with people. I enjoy that side of things. Sharing your artwork, yeah yeah appreciative of of all those opportunities it brings me you don't like the the effects of social media is what you're trying to say exactly the effects that it has on you i think everyone sees you know effects on social media but it's really hard Mm -hmm. to avoid it when your job relies on it you know Mm -hmm. um i can't even imagine what you know growing up well growing up we had myspace and mm -hmm. there was the beginning of facebook i can't even imagine what it would be like to be in middle school and have all these social media you know that that sound old but i bet it's tough on a person's self-esteem growing up just like seeing these face-tuned models with you know and comparing yourself to these millionaires and i bet it must be so tough for the youth it must be yeah all those youngins (laughs) all them youngins (laughs) yeah it must be really tough um i can't imagine because you know we're we're adults, you know. We're closer to thirty. It is hard on us, yeah. Now, and we're finding it hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all just a learning curve, and we're we're very new to it. And I don't know. I think, like you said, it's very important you to take time out. And I definitely, I want to do that this Christmas time. I was gonna do it last Christmas and take a couple of weeks off, and then the only two weeks off I pretty much was gonna take all of year, all of last you got year. Sick. I was ill all of <laughs> yeah. December. Yeah. All of December. I'm so. Yeah, mad. that was crazy. I'm so mad. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, so what I've been doing lately, um, and I, I feel like you're like me. You're like kind of an anxious person. You easily overthink things. Oh, I overthink um, very much so, yeah. It's so easy to just overthink, especially when you're by yourself and on your phone. But mm-hmm. one thing that I've been doing is every single night for an hour, I've been taking a bath, lighting a candle. And every time I think about work, YouTube, or freaking out about analytics or anything, I have to tell myself it is not an appropriate time to mm-hmm. think about this stuff you need to focus like basically like meditate i guess that's kind of a weird yep. thing but mm-hmm. force myself to get out of that negative headspace and it's been it's been doing wonders man and then plus like another thing i've been doing to like help myself is like been dressing how i want and like yeah. being authentically me it's been that's really so nice good. yeah i i think that's really important i know there's um a book by del carnegie or carnegie he says about 
any stresses or worries, you should put them in um, day-tight compartments. So you imagine you have compartments in your brain and just stick those things in and close them away. Um, oh, I like that's, that. That's benefited me a lot if I think of something. I'm just like, no, I don't think about it. I'll just stick it in mm-hmm. a little compartment in my brain and shut it for now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's very important because you do... It's tough because people are always like, well, make the content you want to make. You know, you ask for opinions. It's like, make the content you want to make. And we try, but sometimes we have to also appease what other people want to watch as well. Um, I wouldn't say the... It's tough. I would say, like, the algorithm. um, That's the one. Not so much people, the algorithm. Yeah, and what people are going to see and click on. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it's... But it's kind of nice to uh, be able... Like, whenever you get those like I said earlier, the highs of YouTube mm-hmm. and like all these millions of people a day are coming to your channel and like watching this one video, you know, it's it feels so good to like mm-hmm. be able to, I guess, reach that many people and be like, oh, yeah. I have a successful video, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then you have one one week that doesn't do very well and they say, oh, this is the worst video you've uploaded out of the last 10 uploads. And oh, it's just like, oh, my channel's dying. Oh no, what am I going to do? So it's constantly that battle of what do I need to upload? What's going to work? What's not going to work? What can I mm-hmm. just put up that's going to just perform average? What's going to do this? What's going to do that? My mum mm-hmm. always just says, you know, you got to make, and Jazz actually said this to me, make hay while the sun shines because you never mm-hmm. really know what's going to happen with anything in life, really. No, really no career, except maybe if you're in like the medical world is ever going to be really, truly always there. You know, anyone can yeah. lose their job at any point. You know, it's happened mm-hmm. to my dad before. It just, you know, mm-hmm. might shut a division or something. Um, so I think it's just it's really hard to mentally be in the mindset of right I need to just appreciate what I've got now versus stressing out over it and you know hope for the best for the future be positive about it but um, you know it's not always gonna be be great you know I had a video recently that was like number 10 of 10 and you know it's it sucks but like you know the views are lower than any of my other videos but they're still great views which I have to remember they're still good views it's just not you know average for what i expect and then you expect a number and when you don't get it it's just like you meant you mentally go through all this stuff that's so unimportant you know yeah definitely and i feel like we put so much of our personality and creativity like we put so much of us into our individual videos it's mm-hmm. it is difficult to it's a hard learning curve to not take it personally you know exactly. whenever the video is below people hate average. me now <laughs> Yeah, it's because it's so easy to just, yeah, think that like, oh, my channel's going to end. Everyone hates me. You know, it's so easy to like put that pressure on yourself. But that's another thing I've been doing this year is like, it's okay. You know, sometimes that's just like the ups and down of YouTube. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. Yep, definitely. It's always nice to get that, you know, from somebody else as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so, oh, let's, okay, before I forget, we did promise talking about Churo Man. Let's at least talk about him, and then I'll get onto some questions. <laughs> ah, okay, yeah, let's tell, the, oh, God, okay, let's go ahead. <laughs> you gonna start? Yep, okay, so, me and Ray met for the first time last February or March, um, for Playlist Live, and we just, like, got together, like, two days before everybody else did, and, um basically <laughs> oh god we, we did some sightseeing and we went to i think it was i drive international drive where they've got there's like a madame two swords there there's like the orlando i i forget what it's called mm-hmm. um we were basically there we were taking pictures and stuff having and a good like, time yeah and then it was kind of like stormy day it hadn't started raining yet but it was very humid and ray was like i feel like i've just stepped out of a shower <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Like very oppressively warm, humid. <laughs> I'm not used to that. Maybe <laughs> from the desert going to Orlando, Florida, where it's all swampy all the time. My hair was all frizzy. Yeah, it felt like I was literally it felt like I was in the shower. It was weird. Um, we 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 were there um, pretty much just the only people there because of the, the weather was not overly great. We look over and there's like a little cute little churro stand um, on the grass and this like, you know, this gentleman stood there with the churros and we were like, oh, let's get some churros, Ray. Come on, let's go and get some. Um, Can I tell this part of the story yeah. from this point forward? So, because I want to do it from my perspective. Now, anyway, so I, even though I'm Hispanic, I've never had a churro before in my life. And I, I didn't think we were going to... I don't know. I just got hyped up about churros because, or churros, I guess it's pronounced. <laughs> oh, it sounds uh, so much cooler like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, because I know Disney World, where we were planning on going, hat, was famous for their churros or churros, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, oh man, I want to try one, you know, because I couldn't wait till we went to Disney World. I was like, I want to try one now. Mm-hmm. So at this little shopping center, we went up to this little, this little shack of this guy and we ordered two, one for me and one for Chloe. And immediately this guy, it's either hair dye or blood that was like dripping from his like ear hairline area down his neck from, I don't know if it was sweat or what it was, but it was like literally looked like blood or hair dye. It was dripping down his like, just the one, like one side. It was crazy. And he didn't know. He didn't know. And so he started making our food without gloves and... I had paid for it and everything, and I got a whiff of this man's scent, and he, I guess he was hot for whatever reason, he, because it wasn't a busy day at all, I don't know, I guess maybe he just did that little, but the thing is, is it had windows, so I don't know why, I don't know, he was just sweating profusely, and like, he was not wearing gloves. Nose and it was like on the churro. <laughs> he was, oh yeah. Mm. Like dripping, <laughs> and so I, I I'm not one for like I, I have a hard time like tolerating body odor you know and so I it started raining at this point and I stepped out I was like gagging from the profusely sweating body odor of this man and so I, I literally stepped out in the rain just pouring rain gagging because I was like I cannot handle this bleeding sweaty man right now <laughs> And so Chloe was just sitting there like, what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. I'm like, like with my nose covering my, my hand covering my nose, like, you don't smell that, you know, kind of thing. Did you smell it? Like, I did, it was... but like, I was like, well, I've smelled worse. This is fine. <laughs> oh, dude, it was I the, could... the dripping of the, I'm sure it was probably what it was, was he had either, it was covering his gray hair or something, but he like, maybe he had one of those like little sticks that you put on the gray hair. But it was like, oh, maybe. It was, he was sweating and it was rainy. It was just like dripping down. And he had like a beard as well. And that was like red in his beard as well. And it was just, like dripping down his face. And yeah, it was bad. His hair dye was dripping down. His yep. sweat was coming out. His <laughs> hands weren't washed. He handled our money and then immediately handled the food without gloves. It was a mess. And so anyway, he gave us, it was the, ugh, God, he smelled so bad. At one point he had came out when he, they were cooking and he went around the the little little stand and yeah i got a full-on whiff of him while it was in the rain and i ref- chloe was like uh angling or uh waving for me to come back because it was raining and i'm like uh uh-uh, no way you know kind of thing and so we got the churros eventually we went off to the side and just tossed them because i'm like Mm-mm, that was like, thanks no for my yeah <laughs> that was disgusting oh they were so bad yeah no we didn't even bother eating them mm-mm hmm. What a weird story, though. Like, a bleeding yeah. man that was mm-hmm. cooking churros. It was... <laughs> oh, it was so funny. And um, 
we have plenty more to tell another time but you know we've had like a haunted victorian house we stayed at at one point oh my gosh ring lights and a little creepy door and then just lots of weird things happening to us that we just so yeah. much weird things that that yeah. lady at the airbnb yeah lots of weird stuff <laughs> <laughs> That was a lot. We're gonna have to do, we're gonna have to talk about that at a different time because that was just that was a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, we should do a bonus video where we just talk about like the weird stuff that happens we, to we us. Should. Oh, that was so yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna end this with a couple of questions. Um, I haven't. I have. There was a couple audio ones, but one of them was from eleven eleven year old girl. So I don't really want to obviously air that on here. Um, but I had one from. Portix, he put in. Let me see if I can find it. Love oh, I love him. him. He's very sweet. I met him at Summer in the City last year, and I yeah, I, good I kid. Was, he yeah, he is good. And I was sat on a panel at the time, and I saw him in the front row, and I was like, I recognise him. Is he who I think he is? And then yeah. it was him. And then he came up to me and said, "Yellow submarine." And I was like, <laughs> "How did Ray know that he was gonna?" That's our code word for yeah. those who are listening. Our yeah. code word is "yellow submarine." <laughs> And I told that I told that kid to tell Chloe at the actual panel, and he knew, and I, she knew, and yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how you did that, but that was really funny. Cool kid. Hi Ray, hi Chloe. Um, it's Portix here. My question is: Where do you both see yourselves in ten years' time? Do you feel like you're still going to make content on YouTube and Instagram, or do you feel like you want to achieve different things in life other than being content creators? All right, thank you. Bye. Oh, thank you, Portix. Portix is a content creator. You should definitely go and follow him. P-O-R-T-I-X, if you look him up on YouTube. Um, he's big up and coming, in my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. What do you think? Where do you think you'll be in 10 years? Do you think you'll still be doing this? or? Um, I don't know. That's my, 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 uh, my, that's my answer is I have no idea. I'm not mm-hmm. one to plan profusely into the future especially with our job i'm just um as jazza said i'm just taking it a day at a time and just mm-hmm. waiting you know just riding it out while i can yeah. um ideally i would like to be stable and own a house and be slim thick you know but <laughs> but other than that i um i guess with my family happy yeah. I, I don't really have an answer I wish I had yeah. more of one. I mean, ideally, I would like to be doing YouTube and, like, other social media still. And, of course, painting, um, still focusing on the art. But I don't have an answer yeah. besides that. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard because, like, 10 years ago, for me, I never in a million years would have expected this. I don't think anyone really truly ever expects to be where they are in 10 years. Um, ideally, I mean, yeah, if I could still be doing YouTube in 10 years, that would be fun. I think, for me, I'm hoping that YouTube will also allow me to have other opportunities into things i mean already opportunities have really been wonderful from youtube but my dream ultimate goal is to one day be able to make licensed work for disney you know that's my ultimate ultimate goal Mm -hmm. um so i'd love to be able to do that um and perhaps somehow make more licensed artwork for different things like that have it more in print or i don't know something like that um i love doing i love doing youtube um i it's mm-hmm. it's hard to know if it's ever going to be like a fully sustainable thing for an extended period of time but um social media in general and just being able to be involved in things and holding you know workshops or doing panels on things i really enjoy that side of it so mm-hmm. hopefully something regarding what i do now will be in my future in in 10 years <laughs> yeah definitely okay this is quite a good question is it better to paint more but not work so hard on it or paint less but really take the time to work 
So like, would you be better off spending a load of time on one piece or less time on multiple pieces kind of thing? I think it depends on what your goal is is in general because mm-hmm. with artwork there's a lot of muscle memory to it like for example mm-hmm. in art school uh, whenever we were studying the human figure for figure class, uh, we would spend literally 10, 30 seconds on gesture drawings to just get the uh, muscle memory of where a leg should be, where a body should be, head, you know, the placements of everything. But at the same time, if you want to do like really detailed work and like build that discipline of getting really uh, fine details, then yeah, you're going to want to spend a lot of time on on a painting. So I think it just depends on what your goal is. Definitely. Well, uh, I... Yeah, I don't know. For me, I've always just spent an extortionate amount of time on one specific thing versus Mm -hmm. doing that sort of sketchy thing. But Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people do quick pieces as warm-up pieces or to practice, like, especially with anatomy and stuff, like you said. Um, Everywhere I've ever read or seen, they say you should just do it it quickly. Just, you know, do it quick sketches Mm -hmm. to just get that, you know, momentum going. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think, like I said, it just depends on the situation, depending on what you want to do and... I myself think that, you know, mm-hmm. just do what you feel comfortable with, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> it depends okay. on what your goal is. Exactly. Um, I'm going to end it here because we've been talking for over an hour now. So we have a really yeah. fun podcast. I'm excited for everyone to hear this. Um, so obviously, thank you so much to you, Ray, for doing yeah. this with me. Everyone, make sure you go follow her if you don't already. You want to tell me your socials and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's Super Ray Dizzle on YouTube. Everywhere else, it's Ray underscore Dizzle underscore on TikTok, Instagram. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, inviting me onto the podcast. Oh, I appreciate you being on here too. It's been awesome talking to you, and I've missed you. I've missed you. Yeah, a lot. I know. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in like a year, we can finally see each other again. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously, <laughs> by uh, then we won't know how to talk to each other. <laughs> I know it's like awkward. Like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to end it here. Thank you so much to everyone for listening and watching if you're on YouTube. Um, And yeah, look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. 